So we're actually in part two of an episode. I suppose it's its own episode, but it's part two of a series. It's the end of the year. It's the start of the year. It's the part of the year where we look back at last year, 2023, and now we're up to top 10. We've looked at our past replays and our favorite bits and our favorite box covers, and now we're getting into our actual top 10 favorite games of 2023. We've already done the light stuff, although that's a bit contentious. It is. So this is the Hype and the Hopes top 10 games for each of us. Mike. Sorry. For 2023. This is for people that just join in uh, (laughs) rather than watching our first, or not watching, experiencing our first part of this. You know, if we could do like a multi-sensory experience, would you add taste or smell? Hmm. Not smell. I'll go with taste. (laughs) (laughs) I could bring over some, some jam or... Oh, um, we're only halfway through our jam advent calendar. Jam vent calendar. Jam vent, yes. Bon maman, I highly recommend it. Any introductory thoughts from you? Well, I think it's been a good year. I think it's been, um, and I actually wrote this down somewhere. Uh, Again, just too many great games to list. Uh, Mm. Certainly of the style we like to play. And um, I um, think the field is a lot closer this year than in some years you know and um looking at the top 10 anything in my top 10 could have been you know in fact i'm looking at a page that isn't my top 10 so (laughs) i've got to find it but but most of the top 10 could have been so these games that aren't your top 10 are also (laughs) so i need to find where the heck i've put my top 10 while you're doing that i'll mention some of my introductory thoughts first of all we might have some honorable mentions for games that were new to us but did not count as new for 2023 also the same for maybe some sequels or similar like um sleeping gods we didn't actually play sleeping gods uh what's the primeval peril or distant skies because didn't think would be eligible for the top 10 and didn't rush to get that one played before now and same with everdell farshore which i fear is going to be just everdell which i like everdell but i already have everdell i maybe we should have only done top eight because I had so many bouncing around. You say anything could be in your top 10. Yep. Anything could certainly be in my 9, 10, maybe my 8, 9, 10. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, which is probably the previous episode, generosity, I think, was my buzzword for ranking games. Just I've really been into having lots of choices, lots of uh, just feelings of agency, just generosity. Hmm. Word I keep coming back to. Any other so being able to do stuff thoughts? Um, that I uh, yeah I'm looking at it and my any game in my top seven could easily be my number one. Wow. Yeah. Bold claim. Yeah, I'm not sure I disagree with that with mine. I'll have <clears throat> to think about it mm-hmm. now. Often we'd do predictions for each other. What do we think is going to appear in the top three? But you've said this time, let's hold off. Yeah, because it could be spoilers, but we just want to know that we have picked three that we think is going to be our spouse's top three. Now, and we can see how right we were afterward. Did you have any other predictions for my top 10? Well, I think that that Flip Town's going to be in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And in case people weren't listening in the previous episode, that was Mike's number one light game, which he says has a board game geek weight of 1.97 and therefore comes completely under the two and under rule. I could be wrong. You know, I could be wrong. But I think and one of the things we often talk about uh, and by often, I don't mean in um, in terms of this this podcast, because this is completely <laughs> unlike what we regularly do in the podcast. Is we don't those, usually face each other yeah, because yeah. we're on the sofa. There's that. Yeah. Um, 
we normally try to guess how many crossovers we'll have. And for this year, I've got a number in mind. Have you? Yes. Um, My, okay. Are we- I've pre- predicted lower, fewer crossovers this year than in previous years. Oh, I went super high. Well, I, I think I've gone super high, but I think last year I predicted seven. Okay. And we've already established you have no notes from last year. So Yeah. This year I've predicted six crossovers. I've predicted a minimum of five. Minimum of five. Yeah. Okay. So your super high was lower than yeah. mine. <laughs> <clears throat> and you don't have any other predictions about mine? Hmm. I can't say one without um, okay. Without giving spoilers, you know, because... Well, I, I'll dance around mine a little bit. I'm not sure that I should say mine <clears throat> then either. I think you'll have greater representation in two categories, and I guess I'll reveal those categories later. Greater okay. representation in your list than in my list. Huh. Yeah, so that was appropriately cryptic. Oh, boy, it's happening. I'd like to actually start before we get into the top 10 with an honorable mention that didn't end up anywhere in my top 10 because I didn't consider it new enough for 2023. And my head can't get around evaluating it. And since it's not a candidate, I'm not even going to try. But if it had been a brand new game with no history of, of being one in a series, Great Western Trail New Zealand would have made my top 10. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, it's It might supplant original Great Western Trail even though there's a certain race element to it that I haven't decided how I feel about it yet. It kind of became a downer for me. Oh, our- like rushing to win, not like Yeah, and, and our, like yeah. it started out super good and then in subsequent plays I was like I don't know that I like this as much as Great Western Trail after all. Time will tell. I keep saying that. It's good. Yeah, it's a really good um it's it's way better than Argentina and um yes, way walk- easier to see the board than Argentina and Why uh, is Argentina so glossy. Well, so is New Zealand, but it it works with the color, the power, right. the yellows and things just make it really hard to see Argentina. I I would go along with that certainly. Okay. So how do you want to do this? Well, starting from 10, obviously. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to go straight to number one. Are you sure that you have your house in order over there? You've been saying things like you didn't I do it. have my house in order. Okay, I, so I, you know what your number 10 is. I do know what my number 10 is. Who would you like to have go first? I'll go first because my number 10's already been mentioned. Okay. And it's won one of my other categories. We played it really recently, mm. which is probably to its benefit, which probably is one of the reasons why it got into the 10 slot over... Mm-hmm. About six other games that were sort of vying for this last position. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I wrote down again this year, and much as last year, or I think I actually did make a secondary top ten last year. I didn't this year. This would these other games could easily be in a secondary top ten, but this one just made number ten. I think it's an outstanding game, really thematic. Daybreak. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed playing it, and when we finished, I immediately wanted to play again. And um, we did, didn't we? We did play again. Yeah. yeah, it was really to set up, really quick to set up. Really, I love the way you just fly through the cards and you can tr- trigger things to get dozens of extra cards. Potentially, there's that generosity, and yet it is super tight, and you're up against it. And oh, we lost every game we played. Yeah, we, we almost we did all right in the second one. Did better. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's uh. It's it's good. I really like You're it. You're right. And, China's and hard. China, it makes me more sympathetic towards the special struggles of different countries. Yeah, yeah. So, the the theme was was really cool. The um, 
Uh, I, I thought the components were surprisingly good for an eco-friendly game. Had a kind of a bad start with the containers being a little smushed and yeah. not closing well, which is still a bit of a concern. But yeah. yeah, the components are good. The cards are good. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like we couldn't take the plastic bags from any of our. 20 million other games. Which we did. I'm yeah. sorry. We plasticked it right up. Yeah. But you know, it was recycling. It wasn't it. new plastic. Or reusing. No, yeah, no yeah. we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And um, sure, we have enough plastic bags for everybody to do that. Yeah. <laughs> At least for a while. Huh. Yeah. That, that's a good choice. I'm glad that you liked it. I've certainly thought about it because because we haven't won it, but because it feels more achievable than, say, ghost stories. Yeah. I'm keen to conquer it and then will we want to play it again or we want to just announce to the world that we've solved all the climate issues and so forth. Hmm. Uh, I don't feel good about naming the these because I know the games that were excluded. It's really hard for me to say this one won out and then later... That's exactly what I feel. Later and you're going to say, what my, about all these my others? 8, 9, and 10 are all part of that sort of... So ask again next Kuiper week. Kuiper Belt object, you know, yeah. bunch of things that are, should be part of the solar system but aren't quite planets. And they 7, 8, sorry, 8, 9, and 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 are all worthy of inclusion in my top 10. Right, and that's going to be the same for me. 8, mm-hmm. 9, and 10. And my 10 didn't make... I talked um, previously about how I made a couple of passes. You know, absolutely, I'm sure it was going to be on there. And, and then, yeah, pretty sure it was going to be on there. And then looked and counted how many I had from those gut impressions. This one didn't make it on the gut impressions. But as time went on, and I weighed things, and I wrote here, I'm probably dice-blinded. <laughs> because... I just love having a lot of dice and especially if the dice pool keeps building and my number 10 a surprise to me is the fox experiment i liked it a lot yeah it was a really good game and i'd like to say to everybody first i wrote on here literally geez people they're retired they're not cold (laughs) and i i know what happens in real situations and but you know maybe alternate history is okay sometimes it is thematically a bit challenging I actually have, by the way, revealing to you right now, a fun or sometimes a fun question mark fact for every game in my top 10. And my fun fact for the Fox experiment, well, what do you know about it? I know there's a lot of info in the book, but we didn't read it. It was in Russia. Mm-hmm. They were trying to make foxes more agreeable and friendly. And that's mm-hmm. all I know. Silver Fox. Did you know it's still going? No. Yeah. And it's sort of this joint effort. It's very cagey now i don't know there's some really good people it seems associated with it but then there was this period where there's like this lack of funding and they some of them were being sold what's for, the end game of for making foxes more friendly and some were sold for pets and then like these dodgy websites apparently keep appearing where you can buy one of these foxes and then they disappear so i don't know but there are still credible journals publishing info and the end game is it's um broader picture breeding characteristics oh, okay. type stuff so there's just not this great desire to have friendly foxes after you know, over 40 years they bred forty-five thousand foxes wow. but a lot of them were in cages and i hate all of that so in my fox experiment um they're not they're all free range oh that's nice yeah. it, it, it you'll find epigenetics it promotes their bushy tails and sweet little noises and so forth as you'll later see again what's missing fox experiment is a very worthy very good game but could be easily tossed out there could be a coup at any time yeah by insert title here 
My number nine, are we ready to move on to our number nines? Let's do it, yes. I don't know how I feel about the naming conventions for these games. It might be a bit boring. Oh. But um, if if he misses out because of the fact that we never played his masterpiece until a super deluxe version comes came out, I think Stefan Feld has recovered in that the City Collection range from really good to outstanding the games. I mean, I think I'm more forgiving of New York City than you are. You oh, know? I don't know. It's a good I think game. there's a lot to like um, about the But mechanisms. at number nine, I put Hamburg. Mm. I thought it was an outstanding card game, you Absolutely. know, with extra components. And, you know, a lot of people were critical about these productions, and we were too, to an extent. But it's still a really nice game. I mean, it should be 30% cheaper at least than it was. But it's... Uh, I, I thought Hamburg was an excellent game. Excellent mechanisms. I love the different card play in it um and the, i think the, we I talk think the about cards it. were the strongest of all the ones we played so far i mean the second or third episode mm-hmm. now why why do we exclude these other games but we didn't exclude these reinventions like hamburg and amsterdam was that because i wasn't thinking could or, be <laughs> <laughs> or is it because um because i'm certainly thinking about it now but they've been retooled yeah yeah i think we're on a dicey line there but i stand by the decision to include them yeah they're they're just so good i had so much fun with them we played them each of them a few times didn't we yeah that's hamburg i liked it good on you fun fact about hamburg i'm sure you do but hamburgers are from there yeah there you go but it was probably in that episode uh my number nine Oh, for a dreadful, dreadful moment there, I thought I had my list out of order. Cause, and that's how swingy it is. <clears throat> my number nine, we have talked about in a previous episode, but only the anticipation of it. And I can report now that the point salad it brought was indeed tasty. And I like a mechanism in it that you said was much like Weather Machine. The crisscross has excellent historical notes in its rule book. That certainly some new mechanisms like stacking and then removing an item from a stack and having that mean something. And most of all, it brings optimism that La Sagrada Familia will eventually be built, and it adds to our games that feature La Sagrada Familia. It is Barcelona, or Barcelona, if you prefer, for my number nine. Yeah, that's a really good choice. I knew we were going to get that game straight away. I really From like the... Cover. the um, <laughs> uh, there's something about games with the sort of like... Um, you play your piece and then you get two actions based on where on the grid line it sits. And yeah. we see that in um, um, Lisboa. Birth? We see it in Merv. It's, uh, I really like that mechanism and it's uh, I like the way you built on your, your sort of spaces and sort of took ownership of them as well. It was a really good game. I enjoyed it. I have two fun facts for Barcelona. Yep. The first is that all the trams, of course, we have trams in the game. We didn't pursue the trams avenue for points Especially as much. Especially me as one could have but they were all gone within 100 years oh but two are now back oh yeah and my fun fact too is you know that big diagonal street that's running down the game and has the really is it called barcelona street and it gives you in fact a third action and not just two which is a nice spin on that mechanism it's real and it's appropriately named something like diagonal avenue it's been named lots of different things yeah it's been like you know, Generalissimo Franco for a while there or for some decades there and some other names, but people have pretty much apparently always called it hmm. Diagonal Avenue or Diagon Alley or But Dio how do you Street. tell it's running diagonal on... You can just like, feel It's not it. like you place down Barcelona like a board. Yeah, no, people just crab walk, sort of. Do they? As they go up there. Spy Crab, worth watching on YouTube. 
Yes, it was enjoyable. It encountered the mantis shrimp. The warning, a crab dies in it. Yeah, that was bad. Sorry. Doesthecrabdie.com. But if uh, speaking of games, Oatmeal makes games. And of course, we know the Oatmeal from his comics. Yeah. And he has a great one about the giant mantis shrimp, which I believe has now come out as some form of game. So. Oh, I thought the giant mantis shrimp had come out. (laughs) I think we all knew. Crustaceans are very supportive. (laughs) You know, it is. It's pretty fabulous. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So number eight. Number eight. Well, carrying on a theme, and I couldn't decide which order to put these two in, and uh, continuing your should the Steffenfeld City collection games that have been (laughs) retooled make it, it was Amsterdam. Mm. It was really fun. It was really fun. And look, I stand by it because we had no idea of these games. And I think... The fact, it, I'd agree that they should be taken out if not if we'd played the originals okay. or if they were just exactly the same as the originals. And they're not. Apparently, they've been reworked and updated. Right. Enough that people are mad about some things. Yeah. Which... And, and they've had like uh, expansions like merged into them and so forth. And, and I think they're. Right. Yeah, so I thought Amsterdam was good. I think the thing that tipped it in the favour for me was I really enjoyed the sailing around to the different ports that you did in it, and Mm. uh, you really felt like you were sort of... You were really good at that. I was moving up the river, but the canal... No, I I didn't do... I don't do canals that much in... Except in Boone Lake, where the river's the entire... Orianian Burger Canal. You don't really go on the canal. In Which, of course, is now just called Canal. Is it? It's from our last episode. Um, Yeah, oh. the new one, I think it's just called Canal. Oh. In fact, or is it Canals? And I'm not even sure it's spelled with a K. I liked its People original. People are soft. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, Amsterdam is my number eight. I wanted to make some joke because New York City is on there and even old New York was. And then did they know the order they were putting them in? They even old Am- New York was once whatever New York used to be called before it got redesigned. New Amsterdam. No. I, oh, um, the no. Stephen yeah, Feld New York's game. not a new one, is it? You're no. right. Yeah, there was once Bora there like Bora. There three jokes was, in there and I I've butchered them all. <laughs> yeah. Number eight is our first crossover. Oh, is it? Yes. It, it, I would subtitle this, despite all the positivity, it certainly has a very positive aesthetic, and it, it doesn't have to. The aesthetic is very fresh and pretty and hopeful and almost suggests this growing solar punk movement, but the game is very much about how we're not there yet. And I would subtitle this game, Game Most Likely to Make You Rebel Against the Three Bin System, because <laughs> everything is futile yeah. and nothing is good enough any effort you make and that is obviously daybreak which starts us in medias res at what is almost like the climax you don't really work your way into it it's panic stations from the beginning uh the tableau building is really fun i agree with everything you've said about the theme and the speed and everything and only thing is it's been hard for us to cooperate and we've been maybe unlucky with cards or i don't know what's going to happen with cooperation that that was something we weren't very good at giving each other cards and things it just it felt like we need to do our own thing first yes and is that going to end up being a big message and is that kind of thematic yeah to the world yeah I, i agree I thought that was a 
So I, I don't know yet. I'm kind of interested to see and if we'll cooperate better. Uh, my fun fact for Daybreak is only that it's had really excellent press from the BBC and New York Times and Bloomberg and Forbes. I went to the website. But I, I do wonder if they were just treating it as a sort of flash in the pan and hmm. if anybody's going to come back and give it that really good press now that it's out and seeing what it actually does. Because I really think, I don't want to make it sound like it's earnest and didactic because it's not. It's a fun game but I could see it being used really successfully in a classroom to bring up certain topics and cause an effect and see I know I'm not saying it's a good simulation runner or anything it's but it's not a bad one either yeah it would certainly lead to discussion of interest Hmm. I think in say a science classroom yeah I I absolutely agree I think it's a you know you know stunning sort of effort you know the Hmm. production is really you know and we were iffy on it when we backed it we thought oh yeah let's go with it and but it turned out to be really surprisingly great it has a divisive box cover I like it I like it too Hmm. yeah I'm glad we're agreeing on box covers pastels are always sort of appealing to me <laughs> all right so shall we hear your number seven this game my number seven has already been mentioned is it a crossover or is it uh, just mentioned it will be a crossover i'm almost certain Interesting. Um, but um i'm surprised it's so low um oh i'm surprised at my number seven too i wonder if um, it's the same it's board could be if if it had nicer edges would have been in the top games the top components Wait, category that's a cranio thing not to have nice edges yeah is they've, they've cranio? gone cranio on the edges of the board the modular board that gets stuck together no it's ice Oh, ice, ice, ice. Oh, ice is just an outstanding game. I love this idea of digging down into the ice and setting up the board and, you know, getting your different artifacts, sending them back, you know, what you're going to do with it. You know, do you send it back? Do you use them to keep them as artifacts to make your uh, actions more powerful? So I was really blown away by how good this production was. And it was a little bit late, but better late than never. And we had a lot of fun playing it. And I think it's an outstanding game. And I can't quite believe that it's only number seven because that's what I said. It could easily be my mm. game of the year. It could be mm. – I'm looking up at the game I've got in game of the year and I don't really like it that much better than Ice, if at all. I like mm. it. Ice is a great game. Yeah, we have some wonderful problems this year. With like that. I'll die of shock if it's not in your top ten. But, you know. Interesting. It, there's something I was going to say about Ice. What was it? Oh, it was one of my most anticipated games for 2022, going into 23. But it didn't show up. Yeah. Or the other year. Yeah, for going in 20. So I didn't actually put it on most anticipated of 2023 because who knew what was happening at that point. Hmm. But um, definitely would have it lived up to my anticipation. So good job, Ice. My number seven has not shown up on your your list but i feel like it will okay and i think it's less fiddly than it looks certainly didn't play it for a long time though because i thought it looked fiddly and it's less beige really when you get to know it than it looks it has some nice engine building plenty of paths to explore i mean i'm already sold on it with just those words and it also invites a chance for us to disagree with the rest of the world which of course is always good for couple enrichment relationship building and we are against the world and that you need the expansion to make the game good because i actually prefer the base game of darwin's journey yeah, I do too. I think maybe it's better as a two-player game without all that extra expansion stuff. But I found the um, 
the tension. Uh, the tension of the time, of the time thing really stressful. <laughs> like, uh, like some people said, oh, the time thing, I thought it was going to be bad, but it wasn't. For me, the time thing was bad. I think we need to play both versions of it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think... You, I, I, I absolutely agree with you um, about Darwin's journey because it's actually my number six. Oh, so. and I am. Um, it could. I looked at when I looked at Ice Darwin's journey. I thought, oh, could I reverse those two? Mm. You know, and I really could. Just the production on Darwin's journey was fantastic, and I love, as you said, I loved little wax seals. I love mm. the way you could build those sort of. Your workers, which are really unconventional the way you've got that sort of space where they live and you add the wax seals to give them right. their different strengths. And so they've been training, basically. And this game is actually surprising in that it, it isn't very generous, you know, in terms, especially not mm. early game, but uh, it it's really tight, you know, with the, what you can do, especially the way you've got to use I extra stuff. Know. You have a lot of things. You just mm. might have to play a different strategy. Yeah, I think there are a lot of strategies to take. But I, I thought it was a fantastic game and real nicely thematic despite being a you know really grindy engine mm. Euro. And I had it at number six, so I absolutely agree. So there's our second crossover. Beautiful. I'll tell you a fun fact since yeah. I'm providing those, is that Darwin wanted to ask a question about cousin marriage on the 1871 census. He'd married his cousin. He was very interested in you know evolution, obviously, and genetics, the breeding, mm-hmm. and so forth probably would have cared about the fox experiment a lot and people didn't think that was a politically good idea even though cousin marriage back then didn't have the stigma it has now some of the i would say unnecessary stigma people don't fully understand how much of a risk that it is but you know when the queen is married to her cousin you just don't want to poke that bear of of what if it's not a good thing you say we've had two crossovers you say you could have flip-flopped I did flip-flop because my number six is ice. So there's another crossover. Yes. And we've discussed it in a previous episode, the originality, the beauty, the calmness, the possibilities. It was one of my four games in the first pass that I did. And I actually made a note saying it'll be number one or number two, probably, when I come back to it. So I don't really know how it's saying so far down to um, number six. But yeah, it could be one or two. Ask again tomorrow, says the eight ball. Well, this is where we are for me with my number five, because we're moving on to number five, and this is my game. Wait, do you want to take a breath? We're halfway through the list. Sure. (sighs) I am going to go out on a limb and say that every game in my top five, um, I think we're going to have the same five games in our top five. So that would give us eight crossovers? Maybe. I just don't see how any of these games aren't in your top five. Remember in the last episode, which was like an hour ago, and I said I had a prepared statement to read at a certain point? Yeah. Just know that it's a full-page statement. Is it a full-page statement? (laughs) Yes. Well, there's lots of games, obviously, that that haven't appeared. Mm. Well, so... So many were the candidates, as we've said. My number five. Okay. And this is my game that I didn't mention that was robbed by forgetfulness. Because it could easily be my game of the year. Okay. It could. So it's robbed by forgetfulness and it still becomes number five. And I think it might be. Wait, are you changing? Okay. Sorry. No, my second favorite Vitell Lacerda game. It's obviously the weather machine. I think it's a fantastic, amazing game. Yeah, it's number five. For you? Yeah, I think it's robbed by forgetfulness. But then I look at the games above it and I... 
I, I wonder if the Lacerda game is in some ways held back by its weight in that you can't just throw it down to the table. There True. are a lot of games this year where you could just, we just, yep, bang, 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 snip, snap, 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 snap. You know, we're going with it, playing mm. over and over. And I um, think it's, uh, it could be, it's it's a fantastic game. I think I, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. I have well, questions for you. Um, that, that's true. Actually, I have one observation. All year you've been saying, we won't forget this. This is easy to get back to the table. And you've been really pleased with that yeah. all year. My other question is, so you're saying second place in your Lacerdas. What's your number one Lacerda now? Lisboa. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's my favorite Lacerda game. Number five. Yeah, I know. Do we need to stop? Like, if this were live, the, I'm sure the, the hotlines would be lighting up. No, it's my number five. Oh, wow. That makes me feel so weird about my number five, knowing that they stand on the same pedestal to get their medals, which, again, are, hey, our number fives are like other people's number ones. Yes. Whatever that means. Um, you know how nature games are super popular now? Yep. I think my new formula is if I'm going to have a nature game, I need some other knowledge to come with it. Some additional world building. I thought I really liked how the weather conditions were built into this. Very thematic. Yep. So did I. Especially for weather avoiders. (laughs) Yes. And I'm still a bit cross that I think there was some uh, unnecessary brand dilution that happened with, I know you can't trademark or copyright a title. And um, yeah, so while weather is important, it's not the weather machine for number five. It is Trailblazer, the John Muir Trail. Yeah, I really liked it. I love the set collection element where you're collecting the different pieces. I love that you needed them to unlock, a, you know, where you could go. You couldn't go to the um, lodge until you reached a certain altitude. I like the way sense. you could you could use just water that you gathered along the way as drinking water as well. And all, or just so many different things that made it but really, you really thematic. Had to think, do I want to sit out yeah. of hiking this day? It's going yeah. to be hard or is it maybe going to be worse later? Do I need to mm. make hay while the sun shines? Yeah, it was a, uh, it's an outstanding game and so outstanding. It's my number four. Wow, look at us keep yeah, going the yeah. crisscrossy. Can I give you a fun fact about it? Yes. So when I did a Google search, which is not definitive, but my Google foo is not the worst, and I couldn't find any cats named John Muir. Yeah. I've, yeah. You've always maintained that would be a good cat name. You know, Muir. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty funny, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else, anything else that you would say about it? Good components? I uh, love the theme, like I said. Love the box art. It was actually surprisingly easy to learn mm. and limited. I like. I always like a Euro where there's limited actual actions, but so many things you can do with those actions. So you go okay. here and then, okay, here's, here's your choice now that you've done this action. You know, okay, which card am I going to take? Which place am I going to visit? It's it's a winner. I liked how it had stages as well. So there was sort of the stage where you did the card and you got some rewards before you went to the actual actions. It wasn't just like, we've cleaned up. Now we do action, action, action. There was that little preamble. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was good. And it was very beautiful. Um, I certainly thought a lot about the flora and fauna and the landscapes. So you've given away your number four, which means I need to give away my number four. Yep. But my number four is just kind of floating above number four and it's like a cloud and it moves back and forth and it goes everywhere and then it becomes a mist that just envelops all of us because I think it's absolutely impossible to give it a number, but it was also absolutely impossible for me to not have it on the list. I I mean, we have so many rules and they feel 
arbitrary sometimes, but it just, it had to be on the list because I'm super pleased with what they did with, do you want to fill in the blank? Take a Gerard Legacy. Legends of the West. The struggle is, you know, we're not done playing with it. Does it have longevity? It doesn't matter. It's like, oh, is it you know, a good enough game or was it just a good enough experience? But it was too good to leave off. It must be recognized. And as uh, so I said, is this right? We have three games left. I have questions. What's going to happen if X, and I don't know what X is, is revealed in the last game? Like, how's it going to work as a game when it's all done? Because we know it will. It also makes me want to buy a really deluxe version of Ticket to Ride, which we've never had. Yeah, but yeah, with remember, metal trains and things. the metal trains ones don't necessarily fit. That, One's going to come problem. out one of these days. Or you can buy those third-party trains, yeah. which actually there were some on sale with Boxing Day sales, maybe still. I can't read my writing here. I said really deft hands. Rally deft hands. That doesn't even make sense. Uh, the illusions, the unexpected narrative, the sort of sense of choose-your-own-adventure yeah. that comes with it. I think it's great at two players because we always have choices we get to make at the end. It's like, it doesn't even matter. I'm saying a place. Sorry I- to Mr. Moon, if um, Alan Moon, if if this was this is his stuff, but I really felt the uh, Rod, was it Rod or Rob? Rob. Rob Davio touch in there. It had some of the same. What about Matt Leacock's touch? Oh, and Matt Leacock. Well, no, but I'm saying I felt the touch Sim, not unlike Pandemic Legacy Season 1 with some things like, whoa, I just didn't see that, you know, happening. You maybe know, that's what I meant. In a lighter, maybe in slightly a lighter way, but uh, still still really cool. I think that's what I meant, that we were in these deft mm. hands, these experienced yeah. hands. And I'm not, yeah, maybe Alan Moon had a yeah. tremendous amount of original contribution. He contributed a lot, Cause, no cause, matter what. Because as we've said about Rise of Tree, not Rise of, not Rise Queensdale. Of, not Rise of Treendale, that's a suburb near us. <laughs> Um, Rise of Queensdale and we can keep talking about Ticket to Ride Legacy because it's my number three how do I keep coming in Um, one off of you that's amazing we played Rise of Queensdale and Jamie Stegmaier loved it a lot of people really liked it just wasn't that surprising I wasn't like whoa you know when something happened you know yeah there were new mechanisms getting added and it was fun but it just was was fun that yeah. was and and I was glad when it ended, you know. Whereas I don't think I'm going to be glad when this ends. No, I'm I'm no. sad that we. It, yeah, it, I'm already hoping that they'll do a Europe version. Oh, I want way. all the versions. Yeah, yeah. Around here, I want every map legacified. Like yeah, which could make it my game of the year. Which Pandemic Legacy was back mm. in the day when the year it came out. I yeah, they've really yeah the surprises are great and yeah, there's so are. much we haven't even like I, I almost wish there were two games per new area because yes. there's so much I still haven't done again I have to be careful here I prefer it to Pandemic Legacy I know your mind's not made up because I like playing the same character yeah and I like the happier story yeah. overall yeah and um, despite the murder that's mentioned at the start. Yeah, there's a murder mentioned at the start. <laughs> and if it isn't, we'll edit this bit out. If you follow the instructions correctly, it is. Yeah. We, we've had a little bit of reading comprehension trouble. My fun fact about Ticket to Ride, and I know it happened to you during the game. One of those things I intellectually know, if you ask me, but when I think about it, I don't picture it in my head. Philadelphia is a port city. <laughs> yeah, I think of it as kind of inland. but I do too. Like when you're watching like Wrexham or something and they talk about Philly. You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the Philadelphia experiment, the movie, and the whole alleged thing that happened. And when you say Wrexham, you're referring to the Ryan Reynolds. What's the name of the actual show? 
Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, yeah. it's on Disney+. Plus. It's people, great. Watch people it. should watch it. I yeah. don't care about anything to do with sport, and it's good. So that was your number three. Yes. So did you have any qualms about putting it Not at, at three? Not at all. Not at all. But you admit that it's hard to pick a place for it? Yeah, no. Uh, 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 to me, it's hard to put it above something like the weather machine, but it's it's still... A certain kind of lightness that is, you know... It is. That's what people will remember you for. You put Ticket to Ride above the Lacerda. I know, I know, There's a lot of fun attached to it. Yes. And we have questions, which I don't think I can voice this one, but just you... I'll allude to a little bit. You wondered how balanced it might be when it's all said and done and we get to... Yeah. So we that, can't really say why. No. Yeah. All right. So I suppose I should... Uh, you know, Shari a- means as a game we can then play every time we've got right. our own board, you know, and I'm wondering if it if it's going to be balanced to play at the end. Or will there be steps? I don't, because, Maybe. you know what? I trust these guys. No matter yeah. what, I, I'll, I'll yeah. certainly be giving it a go when it's all done. Yeah. So my number three. Yeah. Is it the mechanism or is it the music? Either way, we're rocking and rolling. <laughs> To Rolling Heights, my number three. And I think, but I wrote here, how is this so different to Dice? Why am I so enraptured by rolling meeples in their position? What if it were Dice? And then I wrote in caps, but it's not. It's rolling meeples. And it's really cool and fun. And just to be clear, it doesn't come with music. But for us, Hall and Oates or Daryl Hall and John Oates' yes. um, voices yes. and H2O albums played incessantly during Surely our... the Luncheonette one played. Maybe two, yeah. Our many, 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 many consecutive plays Wait, which of this one's game. Lady Rain on? Yeah, the band and Luncheonette. Yeah. yeah. So three Hall and Oates albums. This were... game pairs excellently with Hall and Oates, and we have never <laughs> done a deep dive on Hall and Oates before, but yeah. the we, two together just work. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. And Lady Rain is a really good song, yeah. and you will get it. And it has some interesting metaphors, yeah. and you should listen to it if you don't. Although know it. British or Australian people will think sodden is sodding. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> hey, it just works yeah. on different yeah. levels. It was our most played game of the year. We actually didn't get it unseated by Ticket to Ride before New Year's Day. Oh. Anyway, I have no issue with the components, which no. I think might be a two-player privilege. People have talked about the things getting knocked over. Yeah, that- oh, we had no problem there. I mean, it happened once or twice, but, you know, in 17 games or whatever we played. How many did we play? A hundred. Uh, eight. Oh, but- okay. <laughs> Felt like 17. Well, because of the hollow notes. Yes. A double plus intensifier. It does raise a lot of questions for me about John DeClaire because Ready, Set, Bet was so good as well. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Cubitos, Mystic Veil. Should we be playing yeah, I really things? like building up the pieces. I mean, it was sometimes hard to get them on the, the card, I guess, when they were all bunched together. But yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. And I like the way you could kind of be doing taking care of other stuff mm-hmm. while your opponent did that. I was going to say that you can just fiddle with that yeah, while, yeah, yeah. while you're agonizing over what to pick. And my fun fact for Rolling Heights is that it was my number two for a while until I was just about done typing up the notes. I like the way that the board, you know, you arrange it in a different configuration each time. Yeah. This is a game where I would instantly buy an expansion, but I I don't want whole new mechanisms. I just want new buildings, new Mm. board chunks. You know? And that's what you get with the expansions that came with the Kickstarter. That's yeah, that's all I want, you know. Tiles. And I not not new types of workers and anything like that. No. I don't need near oh, that. But now I'm a bit curious. Yeah, well, I will buy it. This <laughs> is one this is one of those games that, you know, you want that expansion, yeah. So would you like to talk about your number 2? Yes. My number 2 and because this- I've just figured out your number 1, but what what do you think my number 1 I'm is? I'm not going to say. This game 
sat on our shelf of shame. Crossover. For quite a long time. Maybe. And it has an inexplicably shaped box. Crossover. (laughs) bits fall out all over the place out of the thing, but not as bad as I first thought. And I will maintain that the tower is not as bad as people say it is. Crossover for number two. They come out really well. Let me just say... We're riding, taking a ride (laughs) on board. The Marrakesh Express? Absolutely, Marrakesh. What a fantastic Steffenfeld game. A romp of possibilities. at least as fun as a game of uh, Castles of Burgundy for me. The production's Mm. not as good because it's Queen, uh, but uh, it's fantastic. It is a fantastic game and it's my number two. And I love those little, what are they called? Cashies, the way they go in and you don't know if they're going to come out. So it just adds that element. Look, I'm not one of... I think part of the reason people get pissed off about, oh, I got stuck in there, and I mean, it's supposed to, hello. Um, <laughs> people don't like randomness in their Euro games. No. I do. Just you know? a little tickle. Just a it. bit, because you can assume, you've, you've just got to take into account that that could happen, and that's part of your pre planning and so forth. This comes back to the generosity. There's so mm. much you can do in this game, even if your cube doesn't fall. I love out. that. Yeah, this is a fan. The way you can still run, you've built that thing up. If you've got your meeple there, you can still do it. So you don't get one extra you know dude to play with mm. you can do all sorts of things and it's 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 not just point salad it's like a point amusement park you can go and mm. play anywhere it is a great game i love it we did discuss it a couple of episodes back with probably more detail but yeah like i said romp of possibilities the not knowing plenty of turns multiple avenues pivoting always so much to do fun fact it is the fourth largest city in Morocco. Ah. What do you think are any of the other ones? Largest cities. One Morocco. through three. Pick- I have no idea. I couldn't name any. Fez is the second largest city oh. in Morocco. And Fez and Marrakesh both had turns being the capital city oh. of Morocco. Do you know what the capital is now? No. The seventh largest city. Oh. I think it's Rabat. Oh. So see, like it's not rabbits. just the United States that has the non-largest city be the capital. I know this has bothered well, many Australians. Canberra's... I know, that's a national capital. But yeah. Perth is the capital of Western Australia. Oh, okay. Sydney yeah, is yeah, the capital. Yeah. And everybody's like, how is Los Angeles not the capital of California to me? Yeah. And I'm like, because Sacramento. And the current largest city in Morocco is Casablanca. Oh, of course. And all of the the changing capitals is maybe a metaphor for changing fortunes in board gaming. Huh. Yeah. I don't wish to explore that. Um, you've already said it earlier, but this is about the spot where I would say there should be an honorable mention to Castles of Burgundy. Could have been Game of the Year if it just came out. Yeah. But we'll never know because it didn't. And we have rules. So... You're about to reveal your game of the year for 2023. So we heard your number two. Oh, your number two is Marrakesh. Marrakesh, yes. So I will point out at this point that... What was your number five? Um, Was my number five Ice or John Muir? Because we had... Yeah, it was John Muir. Okay, so John Muir, crossover, in, in my also in my top five. What was your number four? Ice. No, your number four was Ticket to Ride. Oh, so it was. Crossover in my top four. Um, my number... 
So you're number three? Rolling Heights. Crossover, because it's my number one. I said I yeah, could yeah, predict yeah, yeah. your number one now. Yeah, Rolling Heights is flippin' sensational. I love it. That's my top game of the year. So, if The Weather Machine is your game of the year, I was right, and our top five were the same. I cannot see you possibly leaving it out of your top ten. Would we get divorced? No. Would we have to go to counselling? No, but I knew you'd like it because I knew you liked it, and I... That's why I had to say it's robbed by forgetfulness. It could be my game of the year. I love it. It's fantastic. I I don't see what else it could be. So we've discussed your game of the year. We've discussed Rolling Heights. Yeah, we already talked about it. Yes. You don't want to say anything else? No, just great. I'll play it anytime. It's fantastic. I was thinking how I want to get it back out onto the table. Hmm. We could have our own Rolling Heights table. Okay. And you're saying we don't need counseling, board game couples counseling. No. But I think we do. Why? Because I think you've betrayed me. Why? You betrayed me by not backing my number one. Really? Your number one is not... What'd you say about Rolling Heights? Do you remember? What? Can we get somebody to roll the tape? What did I say about Rolling Heights? I don't remember the exact adjective, but you modified it with the word flippin'. Because I'm sorry, but my flippin' favorite is flippin' flip town, which you didn't consider... (laughs) 1.97 is not 1.97. And as I wrote here, yeah, I can't believe a whatever and right has beaten all these other excellent titles, but it is a huge game in disguise that is not as light as you think. So the weather machine doesn't make your top ten. I have a statement to make. In a moment. I told okay. you. I've told you for the last episode okay. of this one. I have wow, a Wow, controversy. Statement. There's so much choice. The poker mechanism is really fun. Yeah, the board should be bigger, like a Denny's menu, but everything else looks great. It's fun illustrations. It's not childish. You, you know, pimp that up with some iron clays and the gold from Coloma and get that card out and the Stonemeyer. And maybe I prefer to be reactionary to luck in my games because look at my top four, but I think Flip Town is packing more heat in a small package then you are giving well, my it credit prediction for. was that flip town would make your top 10 so and now your statement about the weather machine okay a prepared statement on weather machine which yep. did not make my top 10 i would like to state that i believe weather machine to be a superior game to the fox experiment daybreak and rolling heights by superior i mean that i regard its mechanisms and the sum of its mechanisms to be more thoughtful than not only the titles i just listed but also many other games that i deeply respect including other lacerda games that weather machine also took home the component trophy should leave no doubt that i regard this game to be one of immense quality in both play and aesthetic satisfaction i must further state that i completely enjoyed our three plays that took place over a fortnight earlier this year i can point to no fault in this game unlike many of those that have been given a place in my top 10 today including the winner of game of the year perhaps future historians will assume that weather machine was unfairly brutalized by our plays being so relatively distant compared to most of the top 10 list perhaps they will be right or perhaps this entire list was a contest between apples and oranges grapefruit and grapes, cherries and lemons. The lemon makes lemonade and brings brightness to savory dishes, but it doesn't really shine as a snack. The orange offers delicious juice from the moment it's opened, but is sticky and squirty if you try to eat it without patience or napkins. Cherries are expensive. Grapes often require a little spitting dance with seeds. And grapefruit is just awful, unless it is made into one of the best mass-marketed sodas in the world. The cliche about comparing fruits exists for a reason. Perhaps Weather Machine is pineapple. Amazing, beautiful, unique, the foundation of Dole Whips and many of the best smoothies, but a pain to grow, fiddly 
ugly to cut and serve, and sometimes it leaves the mouth full of acid cuts despite its deliciousness. Sometimes a wonderful apple, so to be clear, not a red delicious, but perhaps a bravo, is the better choice. I don't want to live in a world without pineapples, and I understand that I'm married to someone who puts pineapples on his Franken nacho tostada concoctions and then refers to this as tacos for reasons I will never understand, especially given that said man has made his own tortillas more than once and is at home with the culinary nomenclature of one of his favorite cuisines, and I apologize for the grief and or hunger he might be facing due to my decisions today. Weather Machine is an excellent game, and although it has not made my top 10, I look forward to our next play and seeing where it lands in a few years in my top 100. Nice. See, I was prepared for your sadness. Yeah, but but did you expect me to put Weather Machine as low as I did? No, because is it time to talk about our spouse predictions? I wasn't that far off. When you look at mine, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go the big dun-dun-dun, but I predicted that um, Fliptown would make your top ten, yep. and I thought that Rolling Heights would be your number three. Okay. Which it was, right? Um, yeah, yep. I predicted that Ticket to Ride would be your number two. Was okay. number four, and I thought John Muir would be your number one. Really, John Muir? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of rushing that a bit. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. We're gonna have to talk about some omissions, I think, in a moment. Yeah. I predicted Ticket to Ride to be in your top three. Did was you? three? Wasn't it for you? Um, I think it was four. Oh no, it was three. It was three. It was yep, four well for done. Me. Yep. I predicted your number two to be Ice. Oh. Yeah. So. It took a tumble. And yeah, I predicted Weather Machine had to be your number one. I thought you were a Lacerda loyalist. I love Lacerda. I love the game. But I, you can't beat Ro- Rolling Heights was instantly my number one. There was no even considering it. We played it so many times. And it was a wild It's so different, you know, to other games. And I, it was... It was the easy. It was it was one of the easier number ones. Even as a, even in a crowded field, it was a an easy pick for me. So it's not going to be like my Tekenyu a few years ago, which yeah. I reversed within the week to yeah. give it to Calico. I so I predicted that I had some other predictions. I said um, you'd have the greater representation in two categories. I said you'd have more Stefan Stefan Feld games than I would. Mm-hmm. Although uh-huh. the Feld games, like I said, could have so easily been. <laughs> as low as 16 or something. And, um, you know, Fox Experiment was one of those ones. Barcelona was another one of the ones that Mm. could have easily been in there. I'm just looking through the list now. Expeditions could have easily been in there. Well, speaking of which, my other prediction was for greater representation is that you would have greater representation in what I decided to call the Stonemeyer family tree Mm. of Expeditions, Apiary, and Fox Experiment. You would have more than I had. Mm. I really thought Apiarian Expeditions would probably land on there for you. Maybe not Fox Experiment. Do we... Does Stonemaier games suffer for us because we playtested both of them? As in, you know, it doesn't feel new. Um, I don't know. Because we looked forward to both quite a bit. Yeah, we did. I don't know. I mean, Septima is another one that could have... You know, I ended up really liking that. And lots of those games could have easily made my top 10. But I just... You know, you can't have them all, can you? Septimum probably suffers from maybe being a little better at a higher player count. I don't know. Yeah. It it kind of works in spite of some things. And I just would have to give the higher ranking to something that simply I think, worked. I also think Iranian Burger Canal would be higher, mm. but its components are so bad. It is. Yeah. yeah you know, and I, components are really important to me. So you don't, yeah, you don't feast your eyes on that one, even though we like the cover better than other people do. Hmm. 
Wow. Rolling Heights and Flip Town. You, at least you can't bring shade on me. You basically are just chucking dice and slash meatballs. I will point out, too, that Rolling Heights is the second lightest game on my top ten list, and it was my number one. And Flip Town is what weight? You who printed out all these weights? I don't know, but, well... I know it's not below two, because I wouldn't have allowed it on the list. Didn't you? Okay. I'm very strict in that regard. Maybe I deleted that. I wanted to say it's... Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, it starts with a two, but I don't remember. One of our many listeners will, will comment about that. <laughs> in the year 2075. Well, so we've come to the end of another another list well another top 10 but we still have the future to discuss we do all right let's talk about next year the hype and the hope of next year so to speak so we can't revisit resolutions for you but my res oh you can hear that mike has lost drop some paper paper. yep just mcshuffling over there that makes me want a tim tam mcflurry But it's 4.32 in the morning. Yeah, we've got to get one in a couple of hours. Yeah, it doesn't feel like 4.32, does it? Okay, I found my stuff. Okay, all right. All right, so last year's resolution for me was that we play two different games per week. And that worked really, really well. As mentioned, unfortunately, yeah, we had some life events, as people do. And even though that happened, though, we still ended up playing about 14 games per month. Yeah, it's pretty and, good for us. Uh, I mean, that's iterations, not separate games. And 15 games per month, you know, during our, our meeting, our resolution period. Hmm. However... This is mitigated a bit by the fact that we do get our term breaks and whatnot. We play more. So for our non-break months, more about 11 games. Again, that's plays, I should say. 11 plays per month was our stat. So for my 2024 resolution, I'd like to keep the two games per week. Yep. Two different games, even if one's just ridiculously light. And I'd like to increase it, build on that. To where we have 15 plays per month, whatever the games may be. Yeah, because one of the things we can be guilty of is coming home and just going into decompression mode and not getting enough played during the work period of our... I think it will force us. It's only four more games per month during what we call the busy times. But even if we play something small just to you know get us off the sofa... Get us in a new place or we could yeah. take something to another place. We've certainly looked at enough games that this would be very portable to go such White and such Castle, place. <laughs> yeah. Which and didn't qualify for this year's list. Yes, it did. Didn't it? It was on did the it? list. Oh. That's one of the glaring omissions. It is a glaring omission. You're right. I must have just omitted it. But yeah, it could easily have been number 10. With too. a glare. What a great game. Yep. And I, but I will say, so we keep our same resolution. We build on it to get our plays up to 15 per month. But I will also count adding in a new to us expansion as playing a different game. You mean all the expansions we've got that... That we don't play. Yeah. So if we try like out the, an expansion, that will actually count as a second like game. Doesn't everyone really love the expansion for um, Barrage and things like that? Yeah. So yeah. So there's some things... And I think it would be interesting, you know, maybe liven up some favorites. Or if we play, say, an old favorite, then we say, okay, now we've already relearned the rules and everything to that. It won't be so hard to now just fold in the yeah, expansion yeah, yeah. and try that. So that's a bit of an incentive to get some of those expansions going. I know that's been a resolution in the past and it hasn't really panned out. So so that's part of that. What is your resolution for 2024? I'm pretty sure last year my resolution was to sell some of the stuff that's just dead wood. (laughs) I think it was. And 
I think it's the same. <laughs> I want to clear out some stuff we just Is don't play. Is there a play. way we can tweak it to make um, it happen? Um, you know, they talk about the SMART goals, right? It has to be measurable and timely. And I will do X by X. Um, so, the, so that's definitely a goal. Um, I like Maybe, your your idea of getting more games in during the working week too, though. I think I'll have that one as well. It could be the weekend. Yeah. It, but just during the, you know, when one week melts into another of stuff to do. Yeah. Now let's get into our most anticipated. So last year of my most anticipated, like I said, I left ice off the list because we didn't know when that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, my most anticipated were Steam Up, Flip Town, and Septima. So only two, wait a minute. What I right there? Flip Town was your game of the year. Yeah, it was my game of the year. I didn't expect it to be so good. I don't. I wrote some bad stats here. Steam up. I don't know if it's in my top twenty even, but it was exactly as fun as I hoped. So that worked out well for me. And Septima, we've already kind of touched on. Good. That yellow potion holder. So disappointing. It's not aesthetically pleasing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plasticky thing. No. Why isn't it the same as Mind Clutch? I think it needed more lore. It didn't need for the game to be more complicated, but maybe just a bit more storytelling. Maybe, Because Mind yeah. Clutch is good at that. Like I said, maybe there's a higher danger and higher player counts. It, I write Shirley in my top 20. Yeah, the, the Hunters didn't feel like that much of a threat. No, it was easily defeated. Yeah. And But maybe not. There's so much to like, but also maybe it doesn't move as quickly as it should. I really like the... I don't know if it's a crow or a raven. I can't remember. It's yeah. very funny. But we need to play it with a shapeshifter expansion. Okay. Because okay. I think that's an Mini interesting... Mini New Year's resolution. Yeah. So do you remember any of the ones you anticipated last year? No, I don't. Year? I have no memory of that, but I will next year. But I, I know my um ones i anticipate this year do you have a clear winner or a top 10 i have two two Uh, yeah one one of them is one i've been anticipating for a long time okay and the other one is must be brett waldo the other one is ridiculous (laughs) that i anticipate it because it's purely on the art you know and what i've seen okay well the one you've been anticipating for a long time is it two words no oh okay What's I uh, mean? It's it's through ice and snow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that looked really good, and it's I at this point can't even remember anything about it, but I remember it being really cool looking and and looked like a fun game. And huh, okay, that's not what I would have thought you'd. I mean, was this supposed to deliver this year? I guess it was. I think so, or even late last year, maybe. No, maybe not. Maybe it was early in the middle of the year or something. Well, there was certainly one that was supposed to deliver this year, and that. I felt like a lot of content creators put on their list for last year, jumping the gun, as some do. Yeah. But you are you have not seemed to have mentioned Unconscious Mind. No, no. Um, I um, would really like to, to get that game. And I it comes from the same publisher that did... The uh, Saviors of Sweet Mass. Yeah, and but also... Um, Endless Winter, which is yeah. such a great game. So I'm really looking forward to that. It looks really... Oh, they've had their hands full. I don't begrudge it. Yeah, they have. Um, I just thought it might be one you were still uh, anticipating, so... I am anticipating it. I'm also anticipating Unsettled, but that could fall into a, like... But that's a reprint. It so is a reprint. It yeah, won't be eligible. It's new to us. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brett Walda still undelivered. I know you're heartbroken about that. Suro is getting closer. I have a clear winner for most anticipated as well, but I'd like to just quickly 
run down the list of what else I'm anticipating. If I were to make a top 10, I'm not anticipating a lot. I looked at pre-orders. I looked at some of the games that I know have been released. And, well, we've got Pest that's just arrived. I think So when I'm thinking like games I could see being on next year's top 10 based on what I know now. Bone Wars, Inventors of South Tigris. The only reason Scholars wasn't on this year is probably because we haven't played it because we we didn't get it. Yes, Galactic Cruise, the theme, the art, etc. Let's go Japan. We talked about in our very first episode. Maybe Mythwind and Stone Saga. They probably have Campaign Curse on them, but Through yeah. Ice and Snow is on my list. Maybe Unconscious Mind, but now I read it has contracts in it, and we've discovered we our them, feelings yeah. about that. And then, of course, there was a bit of board game news this week, and I'm wondering, is that your most anticipated for next year? Oh, yeah. I never even thought about it. Yeah, because... Wormspan. Yeah, Wormspan. I am looking forward to that. That would be cool. It could be a top 10 contender. Okay, so what is your most anticipated for next year? I think it's Galactic Cruise. Mm. You know, and just... Whenever a box is that shape, I get excited, you know, and <laughs> it reminds me of Lacerda. It's pretty. The board looked good. The mechanisms looked cool. It involves cruising. Saw. Yeah, I like that. We love song. cruising. Um, I'm also, and I didn't, you didn't mention it, sitting in the other room, it arrived recently. I'm really interested in Blueprints of Mad King Ludwig as well. It's not sitting in the other room. It's in a shelf. Yeah, sitting in a shelf in okay. the other room. Yeah. No, we so we just have so many that are sitting. But that's room. it. Yeah, the, I, there's a few that yeah. I'm so really. that's your most anticipated? Anticipated blueprints. I think it is, but but as I said, there's a lot of games that I'm yeah I'm looking forward to playing that. I'm not thinking, oh my god, that's got to arrive. But having said that, Marrakesh, I didn't anticipate no, it at all, yeah. and it's fantastic. So yeah. you know, this is or even Rolling Heights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for sure. And Flip Town, I I had dismissed as too light. I never thought it would be my game of the year. Yeah, I never thought it'd be your game of the year. I need for you to see how much game is happening in oh, that Oh, there's game. a lot of game in if it. If you saw that, if that game was on a regular size board and it was just, you know, and you had these like big player mats and stuff and it was just configured slightly differently so it felt more like a board game and not, you know, a flip and right, I think people would be like, oh, yeah, point salad. and Yeah. Yeah, and- it's, it's a quality product. I like it a lot. It's a, you know, worthy inclusion. And it, it again... It's in that bunch for me, you know, the group that could have been number 10. My most anticipated yep. game for 2024 is one I know nothing about. I've seen a few pictures of it being played. Have we not ordered it yet? It's not even out yet. I think it's going to be a crowdfunding deal. The cover sold me right away. I think it sold you. I think it sold. I think we saw it on Dice Tower News, maybe. It, the title sold me. The topic sold me. And it comes from the Czech, Czechia. See? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. old. You can tell. I have to go through about three names to <laughs> get there. And hey, we know they know what's going on in board games. It has deck slash pool slash bag building, according to BGG. But it also has aerial majority. In them. But I'm ignoring that part. Mm-hmm. And that is Galileo Galilee. Yeah, it looks cool. Rolling Heights has area majority, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So games can be great. But astronomy, history, these planet cards look beautiful. The the tableau sort of thing they were making looked interesting. Hmm. It's probably because it's the most unknown to me, so I'm the most curious about it. So maybe anticipated is the wrong word, but... Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think too hard about ones that we haven't pre-ordered already. So, hmm. but I haven't been anticipating because I just haven't been looking into them that much. Wow. So that really is it. It is it. Uh, should we set up twenty twenty four? 
You know what? I think I'd like to linger a little bit longer in 2023. With Ticket to Ride Legends of the West? Let's see where the rails take us next. (laughs) Whoosh! <laughs>